Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? As you can see, my allergies are better today than they were yesterday. I uh, I know that things are supposed to be seasonal, but here in Missouri, I feel like I just have something going on all year long. You know, something is bothering me. I have cut out dairy, so that helps with the congestion. But the allergies are still, uh, you know, they're still there. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. Anyway, yesterday I uh, made a comment um, about people not really changing, just modifying their behavior. And depending on how committed they are to that modification is how much they've actually changed or you know, how long they're going to appear to be a different person. But ultimately, people's true colors do come out. And I think that's a true statement. Um, That's how I assess it, you know, and it could be as something as simple as, you know, changing the way you eat. That's a behavior modification. And you go to the doctor and the doctor says you need to change your, you know, your, your blood pressure's high, your sugar's high, whatever. And you modify that behavior. Um, but if you're a person that tends to like to snack and you've gotten past the crisis, you can get lax, you know, um, it could be something simple like that, or it could be something like I met someone, I like them and I'm going to change my whole personality just to be with them. And then once, you know, you stop liking them, you start acting like yourself again. And I think that's the crux of why a lot of people think, uh, they married a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or, you know, the woman I married changed or whatever. Plus being in love uh, doesn't help. It looks a lot like being crazy in the brain. If you study uh, brains of people in love versus <laughs> brains of people with mental illness, it looks uh, very, very similar. Um, as does, I think, drug addiction. Um, so yeah, you know, those same centers light up. So you do the math. There's some people out here who are just straight Um, pretending to be something that they're not. And you may or may not know them. You know, I'll tell you an example. I was watching, uh, uh, there was nothing on Sunday night. And I think they had the the autopsy of um, uh, Andy Griffith on on Star, not Stars, what's the, Reels. So I'm watching it and basically... I'm doing something else and it's kind of just on. But the thing that struck out, uh, stuck out to me is that apparently Andy was kind of an asshole, which is really deep because on TV, he was the nicest, calmest, sweetest. I mean, Sheriff Andy Taylor was a great person. And it just goes to show, uh, you know, the power of TV acting, branding, because Apparently, Andy Griffith was a rageaholic, and he drank too much, he smoked too much, and he had a terrible temper, and would, like, tear shit up. So, you know, this was before tabloids and before, you know, TMZ, so, you know, he could get away with that. Sort of like, not not as bad, but sort of like Bill Cosby, like, people just... You know, America's favorite TV dad. And then he's just out here, you know, drugging and raping women. I'm telling you, it was fascinating. So I'm like, wait, Andy Griffith is a jerk? Because he, you know, and that's not to say he was a jerk all the time, but there's nothing on his 
television resume uh, in Mayberry that would lead you to believe he was anything but like one of the most affable, nice people you've ever met. And uh, that's just fascinating to me. There are people out here who are just straight phonies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, were, I think there were there was like physical violence in his relationships and his marriages. He had three wives. He was had a violent, violent temper. So, listen, you never know anybody really, and I know that's kind of bleak, but I think it it's probably also, you know, true. You never really know somebody. You know, you can spend years with somebody and they are uh, a murderer and you didn't even know. So, you know, I don't know what you guys do, but I pray. You better pray yourself up and pray that these people are legit that are in your life. Because otherwise, you know, you could wake up and look around and be like, who are these people? I don't even know these people. So anyway, uh, on another note, yesterday I had to explain to someone, um, I'm not a graphic designer. So here's the thing, when when people hear that you do communications, and I see it all the time, like if you look at a job description now, um, they went from, um, you know, some organizations went from barely even wanting someone to do communications to now that person needs to do, uh, they need to be able to write, they got to write press releases, they got to be able to do uh, uh, media relations uh, PR type things. They also need to know how to build websites, maintain websites. They also need to understand video and editing video, and they probably should also be able to do social media and, uh, you know, literally all those things. And I'm not kidding to you, kidding you. Uh, those are all separate jobs and they're all separate skills. And there will be people who will tell you they can do them all, but they might not do them all well. You know, you specialize in one of those things. You don't just be like, hey, I I build websites and, you know, make video. Now, I can do all of those things, but I don't consider myself a graphic designer. You know, I'm a storyteller, but I'm not interested in learning how to, you know, do great graphics. That's that's just a completely different field. So. You know, if you've got a young person in your life and they're trying to figure out a specialty, tell them to get specific. This whole throw it up against the wall and see if we can get someone to do all these things. You know, you're going to have to force companies to actually hire departments if you want. And that's the other thing. So they have you do all those things and then they go, uh, your budget is your salary. So make it happen. So they a lot what? what is I guess 50 to 75 thousand dollars a year so you can do four people's jobs come on so and they don't give you a department and they don't give you staff and you don't get a budget and you're supposed to make miracles happen and uh you know I kind of got out of that rat race because I was you know morphing into all these different things I'm like I'm not even great at all of these things you know I'd rather be really good at one thing you know, and then, yeah, yeah, to hire somebody else to do the other stuff. And they're really good at it, you know. But everybody w- decided about 10 years ago, like, oh, we do need communications. Oh, we do need, you know, uh, video. We do need. And so, and, you know, finally, everybody embraced the importance of a good website. And then they expect you to just be able to, like, build websites, add video, edit the video, uh, 
create the content for the website. I mean, it's a lot. And normally in bigger companies, that's a department, but, you know, smaller companies or companies who don't care that much about media until they do, they don't want to put any money in it. So I'm telling you, I'm not what I'd consider a graphic designer. I can do it. Um, But, you know, a lot of I know a lot of young people who are graduating high school and they're looking for careers and I'm just saying, if you you know somebody who's thinking about communications, tell them to give super specific and specialize in something because otherwise they'll be running around here, you know, their first job, they'll be set up to fail because it's like, you know, nobody should have to do all of those things. And people will do that, you know, especially if it's your first job, they'll pay you something like 40 grand to do, you know, $80,000 worth of work. Mm-mm pass so anyway uh yeah that's pretty much what's going on in in this life um you know I've been having some interesting conversations lots of transitions here post-covid a lot of people moving on and like I said I knew people who got promotions it was really not a chance time to be discouraged during COVID if you know you didn't work in the restaurant industry a lot I know a lot of people who kept working got promoted got new jobs move to different cities, you know, um, and I honestly don't see how we're going to avoid a second shutdown, but, you know, I could be wrong. I'm not the Lord. I can get stuff wrong, but mm, with, with half the people not getting vaccinated and we don't know, and if they can still spread it to each other and, you know, I just, I don't, I just don't see how it's going to, People are digging their heels in and not getting this vaccine. So it's going to be curious. And hopefully people will have learned valuable lessons uh, from the first time we shut down. You know, this is not a flexible society. We're built on uh, commercialism and, uh, you know, commerce. And, um, you know, when you create a society that's just based off of money, there are a lot of issues. You know, there are a lot, a lot of issues. And so it's just been curious to watch all of this. I'm going to go back and start listening to what I was podcasting about last year because, you know, I'm curious. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been, uh, we've, you know, been over a year and uh, people were ringing the alarm and then, uh, you know, nothing was happening. Uh, Donald Trump was just completely tone deaf to the room um I think it's amazing that he has denied this whole thing was like happening and then he was one of the first people to get the vaccine and like and like nobody holds them accountable in that party for that they're just like oh okay all these people who refuse to wear masks they're just fine with him getting the vaccine and him inciting a riot it's just very, very strange. I really, really, truly wish he'd go away. All right. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Please be well, please be safe. And of course, absolutely. Thank you for listening and please be your best.